Well, I want to thank our sponsors, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, Kyoto, Iowa, your neighbor's insurance agent. Home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Facebook Breaks of Dubuque. Thanks to all you guys for helping bring this program to your ears. Yeah, well, we are with... Uh... The Minneapolis Bulldogs uh, coach Borison, he's going to give us a little football preview as uh, football seems to be massively popular right now on Round Guy Radio. Welcome to the program, coach. Thanks for having me again. Well, let's talk a, a, a little bit about the preseason or the offseason stuff. You know, the workouts. I don't know, you're allowed to do a camp or something, but you're, and uh, I believe right now you're in what they call dead week and you can't even contact your players this week. Yeah, you know, we've had a good, um, you know, we've been really happy with how the summers went. Uh, we we more or less had an eight-week uh, program uh, where we went uh, four days a week. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of mixed in some speed training, uh, some strength training, uh, a lot of competitive type things, uh, games we made up. There, there's basically anything that involved us running around fast and, um, changing direction and, and, um, you know, having fun and competing. Uh, those are the things we tried to do. Uh, and, and our kids really responded well, I, I think to it, I was happy with, uh, their effort and intensity, uh, and their commitment to doing it. That was probably, a you know, we, we had a real solid group of guys that were, you know, that, that made the commitment to get up every morning and, and come do it. And, uh, it's, you know, it's exciting. Uh, we probably did less football stuff this year um than what we've done in, in less organized football things than we've done in the past you know we did a few seven on sevens here and there uh but you know i'm a firm believer that you know you want to keep it somewhat fresh uh you want your guys to be hungry to get out there you know the first part of august and get after it well uh you guys have done that and uh and then some uh but let's talk about okay let's talk about what happens July 31st, when you can practice and get pads on and get the teams together, and opening day. What, what, just walk me through that whole process. I know you're going to have to replace some players and you're going to have to have some competitions to see who maybe a running back is or maybe a linebacker or something, nose guard or center or something that you lost. Uh, so you're going to have to figure out who's going to do what. What is the process in that? Uh, walk me through that. Everything you yeah, gotta I do mean, between now and opening day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different layers to that. Um, you know, just from a, a schematic standpoint, um, you know, scheduling wise, you know, we offer a camp next week. Uh, uh, it's a local camp uh, for high school kids, and we offer a camp for uh, you know grades one through eight. So it's a it's a fun, exciting time. Uh, a lot of chaos, but everybody's having fun. Uh, and you know, uh, the goal of that camp for us is to really kind of refresh our kids, um, on, you know, the formations, the plays, any adjustments, you know, that we've made from year to year, um, just to kind of get them ready. Uh, so when we start practice on Monday, the 7th, I think it's, just, yeah, Monday, the 7th, uh, you know, we can kind of hit the ground rolling, uh, and, and during that time, I think we spend a little bit more time than focusing back to fundamentals. Um, you know, trying to get in football shape. 
uh, but also working on different things, whether it be throwing and catching or blocking or, you know, it, it really just the fundamentals of it. And then, you know, we, we'll kind of roll through that week. And then the following week, you know, you're pretty much full pads that week. And, um, you know, we'll be doing a scrimmage against Fort Madison again. Um, and we've done that for years. And it's, you know, we do a kind of a controlled scrimmage where it's it's kind of fun to get out there and, and, and get after, you know, somebody else that's not, you know, not your teammate. Uh, and it's also good for us to see different looks, uh, you know, to see, a, you know, maybe a, a different defensive look than what we've been practicing against and uh, see how the kids handle with that. And, and you know, it, it, it's really been a fun night. We kind of make it a, a, a more of a community thing. We'd have a punt, pass, and kick. Uh, an auction, all sorts of fun things that, that go into it. Um, you know, and then, you know, we're into game week and school starting, and then that's, you know, it kind of rolls from there. So, um, you know, as far as different players and, and things that need to step up, I think every, you know, every school is, you'll have a senior class that graduates, and everybody's going to have to try to figure out, you know, we're not, you know, we're right in the mix with everybody else to, to try to figure out how you're going to replace those players. And, you know, I, I think there's, you know, some players are easier to replace than others. Uh, you know, production sometimes has to be split amongst different guys. Uh, we're excited, though, about where we're at, and I think we're really excited about some of the guys that, you know, maybe not everybody's heard of. Maybe they're not a real familiar name, um, but, you know, we got a lot of confidence in them, and we got a lot of confidence in, you know, what they're going to bring to Friday Night Football in Minneapolis. Well, they play their card right, they might get mentioned on Round Guy Radio. To be honest with you, well, well, you know that that is a you know that's a big deal for them. Uh, they they feel good about it. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a great season, or uh, it was a great season last year, and uh, you've got a great community. Uh, the I, just I was going to ask you this last, but I'll just go ahead and ask you now. Uh, what does it mean to your football team to have the stands full? to have support of the local businesses and the local community and a, and a town that is so high school sports oriented. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it, it, it's hard to really kind of quantify what that means. Um, I think what it means for our kids is that they feel a sense of pride when they put on their uniform, when they, you know, walk out for warm-ups when they, you know, when 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 they, when we kick off, they feel a sense of pride and and like that it's an important deal. And you know, when we started this many moons ago, that was our our number one mission statement was to make football a big deal. Uh, and you know, the community has been awesome with that. Uh, they've they've supported um, through the good seasons, through the not so good seasons. <clears throat> Uh, and, and you're right. It, it, it's awesome that, you know, on Friday nights, like we're going to go to the football game. Uh, this, and it's not just parents and grandparents and siblings. It's it's people from the community. And, and I think the other thing that I think I'm probably most proud about is, you know, our kids do a good job of representing the community uh, in a positive fashion uh, with their actions, not only on the field, but off the field and in the classroom those type of things make it easier for, you know, you know, people to want to come out and support you. Uh, and, you know, we, we try to build this 
football community as not just the varsity team or the JV team, but it's, it's, it's everybody. It, it's down to our flight football guys. It's down to our, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, uh, all, all of those different levels. And just to try to, you know, to find the sense of pride of like you're stepping into uh, a program that, you know, has a certain level of expectations and, and, the, the, the kids like that. They, they, they like the challenge. They like to know that people care. And, you know, the community support has been, you know, real critical to that. It, it, it's hard. It's hard to get, you know, high, high school kids to care about things when they're the only ones that care about it. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the, the more people that are there, you know, the more support that you have, uh, it goes a long way in, in making uh, football a big deal, uh, which is kind of what we wanted to start with. But you know, I, you know, as as coaches, you know, couldn't be more couldn't be more thankful for all the the things that uh, you know the community you know provides us and the community supports us in so many different ways. Um, you know, so we want to be a good representation of of the school and, and a good representation of the town in and of itself. Well, uh, uh, that was something I found out through the program. You know that there are just towns. You know, Sigourney's, Minneapolis's, Columbus Junction's that just friggin' love their teams. I mean, it's like the most important thing, and and not just the football team, but all the teams and and the kids and and their Christmas programs and whatever it is. You know, those are the towns that are doing it right, man. Those are that's a, a, a we're trying to capture a part of America that people think is lost, but it's not lost. You know, it's right here. Well, uh, when you're playing at home. Uh, uh, you get the cheers. I remember Ty Cobb was once asked, he says, you know, every time you play at home, everybody cheers. And every time you're on the road, you get booed. He says, he said, what's it feel like to get booed by, you know, everybody in the stadium? And he says, well, it feels wonderful. You know, I mean, that's, uh, uh, cause they're just cheers in reverse, you know, uh, but, uh, you guys got a great team. You got a great community. Uh, but let's talk about what your, what positions that you've got to replace. Who, I mean, I know you you had a, 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 a unbelievable running back last year whose name kind of escapes me, even though you just told me what it was, Isley. Uh, yep. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's going he's to go on to bigger and better things, but uh, uh, you got to find somebody to, to carry the mail. And do you have any candidates or what's the process? And, you know, you got a couple kids that want to be that guy. Uh, how, how do you determine which one gets the, 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 the starting spot and who's the backup? Yeah, it's a it's a good question as far as the running back position goes. I mean, Anthony was a phenomenal player, uh, our school's all time leading rusher. Um, you know, he's up at UNI now. Just a, a phenomenal kid, um, a phenomenal athlete, great teammate. Uh, so you know, to to replace him, um, you know, if you expect one guy to be able to replace him, I think you're silly. Um, so you know, we have some guys that that, that kind of rotated around last year and, and got a lot of varsity time. Uh, Jackson Hutchison and, and Noah Schmidtgall, both of them have, um, you know, really stepped up, you know, got a lot bigger, stronger, faster, all of those fun things. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, we'll look at them as, as primarily, you know, the, the guys that are uh, going to be back there, um, you know, carrying the ball. But that being said, there's a whole, there's a whole gob of other guys that, um, you know, some of our, our seniors that maybe didn't necessarily play a lot of offense last year, 
um, you know, looking like guys like Grady Gunn and Gavin Gerber, Cam Stotler, uh, Alton Wonderlick is, is another another classman that uh, you know is also going to be back there. So you know we're going to have a lot of guys. We got to try to figure out you know okay what's our best mix, what positions fit uh, best. You know how can we use you know each each kid's talent you know to the you know to the best of their ability. Uh, are they playing defense? What are, you know? What are we doing there? So there's definitely kind of a juggling act, but you know, it, we're definitely not going to be a team that's that's going to have uh, one guy that's going to be the primary ball carrier. We're, we will we will definitely have multiple guys touching the ball, um, and kind of excited about that. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a good thing for us offensively. Well, uh, are there any other key positions that you lost to graduation? Yeah, I mean, we we, we lost our, our quarterback for the last two years, Ben Egan. Um, you know, he's he moved on. He's he's playing uh, college football up at Dubuque, uh, and so you know, anytime you're going to have a new quarterback in there, it's it's um, you know a little bit. Uh, you just don't quite know what it's going to be. And, and, you know, right now we're looking at uh, Drew Miller, our, our punter, um, will probably be the – our punter and kicker will also probably play a little bit of quarterback. Uh, Drew, Drew probably, you know, has a different skill set than what Ben did. Uh, and, you know, kind of excited about where he's at there. Uh, his leadership this summer has been off the charts, uh, you know, kind of organizing and, and doing a lot of things on, on their own and, and – kind of building that bond that you want between the quarterback and especially your other offensive skill position players. Um, you know, we'll lose, uh, lose our tight end. Uh, Cole Lipper is another really, really good player. Well, he was a good one. Uh, yeah. Cole's, um, Cole's playing football up at Winona state. Um, and so, you know, with the, uh, it, the, the tight end position is it's going to be, it'll be a little bit different. Um, you know, we're toying around with, uh, some position changes, um, some guys that maybe were linemen that, that might slide on out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, you know, Chet Moore is a guy that is a phenomenal linebacker and, and, you know, he's, he's, he's very athletic. I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing, seeing how that fits. Um, you know, we'll have a few spots on the line. Um, you know, we lost, uh, Owen May, Levi Arnold, uh, two guys that that played a lot of football for us up there, uh, and and you know we're gonna we, we we played a lot of linemen last year, and so we had a lot of people gain experience uh, coming back, uh, you know some fresh faces as well along there. So we'll kind of see how that see how that plays out. Ultimately, we're gonna try to find our five best guys and and you know put them up there, you know along the front end. Uh, defensively, we return, you know. A lot of guys. Um, we were younger on defense last year than offense per se. Uh, so, you know, I, early on in the season, I would definitely say that side of the ball uh, probably has more experience. It might be a little further ahead than what um, you know the one offense. You know what the offense is going to be, but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that are hungry to get out there and play some football, and and um, you know it, that's going to be the fun part to see how how camp goes, how the early practices go, who's, who's, who's stepping their game up. And, um, you know, hopefully we have a lot of competition for these spots. I think competition helps make everybody better and it's ultimately going to help make our team better. Well, uh, as good as you are on offense, if someone put a gun to my head and say, is Minneapolis uh, better offensively or defensively, I, I might be inclined to say defensively. Uh, 
you seem to be a very uh, defensive-oriented coach. You have some great defensive schemes. You have some incredible uh, defensive talent. Talk to me about the defensive side of the ball and, and why why is it such a high priority for you and your coaches? Well, you know, I, I think defense, defense comes down to a mindset, and I think it starts uh, just with our culture. Um, you know, we're not – we're never going to be the biggest team out there. And, and this year we may set a record as being like the smallest team out there, but uh, we got guys that will come up and, and strike you. And I don't care if it's a safety, a corner, a linebacker, a D lineman, you know, they're going to come up and uh, we're going to come up and hit. Uh, and the physicality and the speed at which we play with, um, I think are, are things that has set our defense apart over the years. Um you know, our, our defensive coordinator, uh, Darren Stefner, does a, a really a wonderful job of trying to fit the pieces together into a defense that makes sense. Um, it may not look the same every week, um, but, you know, it's the same principles. And, and ultimately, is if, if you get lined up correctly, know what you're supposed to do, and then do what you're supposed to do, uh, you know, then things kind of take care for itself, especially on defense. I mean, the, you have to have that attitude. You have to have that hunger to go and strike somebody um you have to have the you know the willingness to you know to take on a block if need be uh you know there's all sorts of different parts that go along with it and you know we'll return some guys uh Cal Bork is a is a is a one of our defensive linemen he's this will be his fourth year starting along there uh you know done a wonderful job uh our inside backers uh Chet and, and Alton Wonderlick uh, th this will really be their third year playing together. I'm uh, really excited about the leadership that they provide. Um, it, they got better and better and better as the year went on last year. We got a lot of guys in our back end too that have played a lot of, of football. Jackson Hutchinson's been out there for a couple years now, and um, Aiden Nelson uh, has played a little bit. Has played some back there. Grady Gunn started every game, you know, in the back end as well. So uh, I'm probably missing missing a few guys here or there, but uh, it, ultimately though, it, it comes down to a collective will to want to run and strike somebody. And, um, you know, our kids don't shy away from doing that. Uh, and that's awesome. Yeah. You, you got a great, uh, a, a very pursuing, uh, uh, I call it a defense that don't give an inch, you know, I mean, they, uh, um, you know, they pursue every angle and, and, they don't give away yards and they don't, uh, you know, and they're fundamentally sound. And that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, the season, you know, uh, and let's talk specifically about this first game is uh, I think Scotty Melvin already has tickets for this first game. Uh, I, I think he's, he, he's dreaming about it. Uh, he's, he loves this, this Columbus uh, Minneapolis uh, matchup. Uh, what do you know about this Columbus team that's coming to town? Well, I mean, you don't, I don't, we don't know a ton. Um, per, I mean, it's, I, we, we kind of know what they run. Um, we know that they have athletes upon athletes upon athletes. Uh, we've seen them, you know, a lot of their athletes uh, compete in other sports, uh, and, you know, and compete at a high level uh, in those sports. And, and they obviously have had a lot of success at it. They had a great run last year in football. Um you know, we know they're going to, they're going to provide quite the challenge. Um, you know, they've, they've bought in their hundred percent. Um, uh, the, their coaching staff has, has done a great job of getting them ready to play, uh, in really building the excitement and culture, um, 
you know, with Columbus football, you know, it's been a while since we played them. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's at least been seven, eight years probably since, since we played Columbus. So it's always good to kind of re, reunite an old rivalry. Um, you know, it's, it's a team that it has a storied uh, history, um, you know, dating back years and years and years ago. And, and it's fun. I mean, those, those are the type of games that, it makes it easy to get uh, to get ready for and get excited for. It's easy for our kids to be motivated, uh, you know, when we start getting into, you know, when we start getting into, you know, the especially that second week of practice where it's kind of gets to be a little bit of a, oh man, it's hot and this is this sucks and whatever. But um, it's easy to get motivated uh, for them. And, and, and I fully expect that, you know, they believe that they're going to, they're going to come in here and, and they fully expect to win the game. And that's what you want. Uh, and, uh, and we're, we're fully, we're ready to roll too. I, I can guarantee you that much. We'll be ready. Uh, and just really looking forward to a, uh, you know, to, to a fun, uh, a fun football game, you know, to start the year, you know, hopefully it's great weather, big crowd, great atmosphere. You know, that's, that's kind of why you do this. That's kind of why you play football. Well, uh, you're going to have to deal with a, a young man named Caden Amagon, who is an unbelievable running back, uh, one of the best I've seen. And uh, they, on defense, you're going to deal with a young man we call uh, uh, Russell Cobra Coil. He's uh, he's an unbelievable uh, a player. And I'm a, I'm a thinking that we might set a ratings record uh, with that game, as many listeners as we have in both towns. So, that's a great way to start the season, but let's move on. Uh, and that's your home opener. Uh, what what do we got week two? Oh, we head on out to we head on out to Sigourney again for uh, to play against Sigourney Kyoto. Um, you know, we've we've played them many times over the past years. We obviously, you know, we, we had a great playoff game against them last year. Uh, yeah, they, that was one of the highest rated um, ones we ever had too. <laughs> yeah, so that that'll be you know that's an exciting. Jared does a great job with with those guys out there. Um, you know, it's it's kind of become a, a fun little rivalry. You know, we've we've been in the same district a few times. We've we've paired up in the playoffs a few times. Uh, so you know, it, it it's always fun, and, and they're a unique challenge in, in and of themselves as far as what they do. Um, but it is you know it is what it is. We are at least familiar with that, and and and. Ultimately, though, it's, you know, they're well-coached, fundamentally sound. Uh, they do a great job of the simple things, whether it be blocking and tackling, uh, you know, and, and have a, a ton of tough kids as well. So, you know, it's going to be quite the challenge, um, you know, to go up against them. And then, and then we got Iowa City Regina in week three. That kind of caps off our non-district. And, you know, they're gonna, they're a lot different than Columbus and, and uh, Sigourney in the fact that they're going to air it out a lot. Um, and, you know, it'll be, that'll be another unique challenge. So, you know, our, our, our non-district slate is, is definitely a, it's, it's going to be a challenging, uh, a challenging first three weeks, but, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that that's going to help us later on down the road. Um, well, uh, obviously when we get into district play. Well, there's, I didn't hear any Minnesota school for the blind in that. Uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we, uh, it's, uh, it, it'll be fun. And, you know, the, the, the reality of it is, is your non-district games, um, you hope to continue to improve. You hope to, uh, continue to push yourselves. Um, you know, you, you hope to come out of those in a, in a position where you're better in week 
four than you were in week one. And Ooh. when when we get when we get ready to roll with our district play, you know, we want to feel like, man, we we faced some good teams, we faced some diverse teams, um, you know, and you know that hopefully has prepared us for when we enter into our district. Well, you've got a a, a pretty tough non-conference schedule. But we're going to get into the conference schedule here pretty quick, I'm assuming. And uh, uh, I think there's, if I remember right, there was a couple ins and outs in that conference. Yeah, we got, um, you know, I, and I don't, uh, off the top, man, I'm going to, I'll probably butcher the, the schedule. But um, we open up with West Burlington, Notre Dame in district play. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're, uh, it's a team we played a lot. I mean, I think we played them every year for the, for a long time now um and so we're gonna open up with them uh and then we have davis county albia uh mid prairie and central lee are all uh in their some way shape or form i don't have the schedule in front of me but uh all of these teams you know a lot of these teams have new coaches um and uh so that's that's a challenge um and a lot of these teams we're not really that familiar with so uh it, it's gonna be it'll be a you know, it'll be a little bit of a learning curve, um, you know, as far as as far as that goes. Uh, but that being said, with with huddle these days, I mean, it doesn't take you long to, to get to get it figured out as far as, you know, in season and, and adjustments that need to be made. Uh, you know, we're stepping up a class from 1A to 2A. Um, and so we, we expect it to be quite the challenge. Uh, and, and but, you know, ultimately, we're excited about it. Well, that is that is a challenge. Uh, but uh uh, uh, not a challenge. I don't think, I think that you're up for, I guess would be a better way to say it. Uh, but, uh, uh, so you got some new teams and some new, so I, I was asking a lot of coaches early in the year, what's, what's harder to prepare for a team you don't know nothing about or a team that you've played a lot of times, but has a new coach. Um, you know, I would say at the beginning of the year, it's especially those first few weeks, those, those first week one, week two, week three, you don't have a, you know, especially weeks one and two, you don't have a ton of current film on them. You know, you may have one game or no game. So uh, that's a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, you know, you, you can, you, you can break down film as, as much as you want, but if you don't have a lot of it, you might try it, it might be difficult to try to really figure out what exactly are they doing? You know, what do they want to do? And, and teams ultimately sometimes change from week to week as far as as far as what they do. So, um, you know, I, I would say it's a little more it's a little more challenging just early on in the season, um, whether they have their coach or it's a new coach or an old coach, um, you know, but ultimately, you know, you can get you can get as crazy as you want with the details of it. But it's it's going to be blocking and it's going to be tackling and it's going to be executing, knowing what you're doing. Uh, and if you do those things well, you know, things usually take care of, of themselves. I think the other aspect of it is, is, you know, you, you look back on when you're in week eight or nine or 10 or wherever it is. And if you pop back in the film from week one, you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, what in the world is that? What are we doing? You know, each team grows throughout the year. Uh, and so uh, it, it's, it's just trying to trying to find that balance. Well, uh, um what other what other games you got coming up uh at, you know uh in this in this new conference uh yeah like i said we're gonna we'll open up with west burlington and and you know then we have 
Davis County and Mid Prairie and Albia and Centrally, um, you know, are the are the, the would be the the five district games uh, that we will have. Um, you know, we go to Mid Prairie, uh, Albia and Davis County are at home, and we go to Centrally and we go to West Burlington. So, um, you know, those are some like like I said, those are some teams that we have are are familiar with, kinda. Uh, we we've played we played them before, and then. You know, the Albion Davis County, it's been, it's going on about 10, 11 years since, since we played them. So, you know, that'll be a, you know, that'll be a little bit of a, you know, not as much of a challenge as it will be kind of exciting to play somebody new, right. uh, play somebody different. Well, normally we uh, 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 hold this down to a, a 30 minute interview, but for my good friend, uh, uh, Coach Morrison here, we're going to, we're going to extend it a little bit. Uh uh, so what do you think are the challenges uh, of this season? What are you going to, you know, you got to replace the quarterback. you got to replace the running back. Uh, uh, you may have to replace some offensive line. I don't know exactly what it is. But, but what, what is it that you've got to do between uh, August 30 or uh, July 31st and the first game uh, to get your team ready to go? Yeah. Uh, you know, the first thing is you have to try to find, the, make sure kids are in the right spots. Um, and make sure they're in a spot that's going to be successful for them, but it's also going to be successful for our team. Um, and, you know, we got a lot of unselfish kids. And so uh, they're all about putting the, the needs of the team first over maybe some individual glory. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of step one is, is to do that. And then, you know, the, the second and third steps are, you know, are we, are we mentally learning what we need to do and, more importantly, are we getting good at blocking and tackling and doing the little things correctly that will, you know, will ultimately be the difference, especially in these games where you're, you're going up against teams that are, you know, somewhat equal talent wise as you, um, you know, it's, it's going to come down to those little things that, that are going to make a difference. But, you know, I, I can't stress the, the blocking, tackling, playing hard, uh, if those things are done well, um, you know, usually success follows. Well, I have to agree with that. Uh, well, you've got, uh, I want to talk about your special teams, uh, because, uh, I, I love the special. I like, for me, it's all about the offensive and defensive line and the special teams. I, I kind of, uh, really enjoy that aspect. Scotty Melvin, he likes the linebackers and the running backs and, and uh, you know that kind of that kind of end of it, you know. Uh, but you uh, uh, have, you know, one of the greatest punters in the nation, maybe the greatest high school punter in the nation, probably. Uh, but what what else you got? Tell me about your special teams and how important that is to what you guys do. Well, I mean, special teams is it's a third of the game, and and I, it, sometimes it's easy to to overlook it um, until it doesn't work and then everybody was like well what are you doing and uh, and we try to make sure we practice that um you know we practice it a lot and i don't know if we do it more or less than other teams i, I haven't looked at anybody else's practice schedules but i know we spend we spend a good amount of time working on on all aspects of special teams whether it be you know, individual things like blocking technique in the open field, which is different, whether it be just catching kicks and catching punts, 
whether it be long snapping, whether it be short snapping, whether it be, you know, punting, you know, you break it down into the very smallest parts. Uh, and then we, then we try to put things together that are going to make sense for what we are trying to do. And, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously with Drew back there, uh, you know, he is phenomenally talented, a very hard worker and offers a lot of, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of advantages when you have uh, a young man that can kick the ball the way he does. Um, you know, he was, I think, 53 touchbacks last year out of 56 kicks or kickoffs. Um, you know, so making the other team start at the 20-yard line is is huge, um, you know, as far as the field position battle goes. Uh, Punting-wise, he does a, obviously does a wonderful job of flipping the field. Uh, you know, and, and I will say with, with our, our, our punt team, uh, you know, all of that starts with, with the snap and, uh, we've been, Chet Moore does a wonderful job, uh, long snapping, uh, they're on time, they're accurate. It allows for Drew to, um, you know, to get off good kicks and then, you know, our, our, our coverage guys, um, you know, do a nice job of running down there and, and trying to, you know, to make tackles. It's, it's a lot, a lot more difficult when the ball's kicked. 50, 60 yards to run down and make a tackle. You have a lot more space to kind of uh, to kind of navigate through, and so that's going to be something that that um, you know we continue to work on, uh, and definitely not an easy task uh, to to do that. So uh, you know, and then like your your PAT, extra point, field goals, those sort of things. You know, trying to be consistent with those. Uh, to get a good snap, to get a good hold, um, all the little things that you, you see and you don't think much about it, but, you know, those are, are real important parts uh, of the game. And then, you know, for our return game, you know, we've had a lot of success the last few years in, in what we've done um, return game wise. It's been, um, you know, we've we've had multiple returns for touchdowns and, and really all of that is, is you, you got to get guys to buy in on the blocking side of things that, that they're going to, you know, they're going to have to run a lot. They're going to have to get their body in the right position and they're going to have to work hard on those blocks. It's, these are not like killer blocks. They just need to be like, you, you got to stay in the way of somebody uh, and, and you got to keep, keep your man occupied just for a split second and then off we go. So, you know, there's a lot of different things, uh, but there's definitely areas that, that we can improve on and, and kind of excited to see, uh, to see where we're at. Uh, we'd like to get a little more pressure on the punts, uh, you know, out of our punt return crew, uh, you know, come up with some creative ways to do that. And, you know, it, it's fun. I, I enjoy the special teams as well. I think it provides a, it's, it's different than offense and defense. And, and it's something that if you can be really good at, it uh, definitely gives you an advantage. Well, I about guarantee that uh, you're going to win or lose one game a year based on how you're, Special teams plays, really. But you uh, yeah. do you have to uh, notify the local airports when you're coming to town to warn for low-flying <laughs> aircraft when uh, 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 Drew the Killer Miller uh, puts the ball up on the air? I actually got to uh, call a game where he was a goalie in soccer, you know. Yeah. And he kicked the ball so high up in the air, my, my comment was, Houston, we have a problem. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, he. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, he can uh, he can definitely yeah. uh, he, he does some things and he'll catch a ball every now and then where it's just I mean the ball's up there for five and a half six seconds um, and you know he's out 
does an outstanding job of, of just, you know, with his overall leg strength. I think what's helped Drew and, and what's, I think, going to set him apart, not only this year, but in his, in his um, you know, collegiate days, is he's put a lot of time and effort into the other aspects of punting, uh, whether it be directional punting, uh, whether it be short punt, like, you know, trying to pin somebody deep, you know, pin somebody down inside the 10. Uh, there's a lot of different technique that goes into it. Um, and it's, there's very small details, whether it be how you're holding the ball, where, where your drop is, what are you, what's your footwork like prior to and after you catch the snap. Uh, and, and he's worked tremendously on trying to improve those. And, you know, I, I, I think some of those things you don't always necessarily see in a high school game. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be exciting to watch him continue to improve. But, yeah, he'll it, put on a show for you, especially if you get there early in warm-ups. And that's, that's a good time to watch watch balls flying all over the place. Well, uh, uh, you're not playing them uh, this year, but uh, you did play last year Coach Peterson's team. Uh, and uh, we were able to get an interview with him before he passed. Uh, we were very, very happy and honored to, to talk to him. It was kind of like talking to Bear Bryant or something. But uh, uh, I asked him about you. They were going to play you. And I asked him about uh, uh, Drew Miller. And he basically just said he's the best I've ever seen. You know, uh, yep. he was, uh, uh, you know, pretty proud of him. And uh, seemed like he was pretty key on everybody that was uh, involved in, you know, the team. But let's talk about the special teams in, in another aspect of it. Let's say you're a, a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, you're not in the starting lineup, but you do get on the field there in the special teams. Is that a, a great opportunity for some young man who uh, maybe get him some playing time? Maybe uh, you're, you're watching and, and somebody turns an ankle or something and you need somebody. Is the special teams a great breeding ground for uh, a potential to get another player on the field? Oh, it, 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 it absolutely is. Um, you know, when you're looking at those, when you're looking at, at those, you know, really all these, all the special teams positions, uh, maybe minus PAT field goal, you know, what you're looking for is guys that can run guys that are physical, uh, guys that are selfless and, and what they're, what we're asking them to do. And you're right. You can be a younger guy and, and maybe you don't necessarily, maybe you're, you know, you're not quite there at running back. You're not quite there at linebacker or wherever it might be, but you know, the special teams is, is an area where, where a lot of it can be, if you got good, you know, if you got enough will and enough effort to go out there and, and, and do what you need to do, um, you, you can do it even if you're undersized or young or inexperienced. And, and it, it's a great way uh, to not only get noticed, but it's a great way for them to kind of gain confidence. You know, you're out there, you're on the big stage, you're flying around, maybe it's making a tackle on a punt, maybe it's, uh, you know, making a play on a kickoff or kickoff return. Uh, definitely a place where uh, younger guys can kind of get their feet wet a little bit. And uh, in, in definitely an, an area where, you know, as coaches, you know, you can kind of see people out there and you're like, well, you know, especially guys that haven't played a lot of varsity football, if they go out there and handle themselves well uh, when it comes to special teams, uh, it gives gives everybody a little more confidence and it gives the kids more confidence that if they do get in there on offense and defense, 
that you know that they're going to perform well. Well, football is really I I, I kind of think it's the only sport that I can think of that uh, it starts out over a hundred degrees and ends up below zero. Uh, <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about uh, something Scotty and I are kind of interested in, and that's cramping. Uh, we've seen some athletes cramp up, you know. We never see it after the temperature drops below 60, you know, but there are games when it's 80, 90 degrees uh, uh, early in the year or even practices that it's just the, the heat is really burdensome. Now, when I played, uh, if you drank any water, you were what they called a, a less than a man, I guess. And uh, they give us salt pills to take. And we do two, two a day practices, maybe three hours at a time you know, without drinking anything or, uh, uh, everything's changed a lot, but what do you got? I, I mean, uh, uh, is there things that the coaches staff can do to kind of, uh, you know, I, I just remember as a kid in Fairfield, uh, 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 Hunter Shakini, he's a great player, but in the first game, he was running all over Mount Pleasant in the first half, he scored two, three touchdowns. And, but then he gets a cramp, you know, and he can't play the second half and the, team they're playing starts catching up and then the next game he goes out there and hurts his leg and he's out for the year you know uh so what what can be done to try and minimize injuries heat injuries uh, uh cramps and stuff like that yeah i think you know thankfully we're we're thankfully we're done with the days of uh, salt tablets and no water um you know i, I think that's that's a good thing um, the, the biggest, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of different things when it comes to cramping. I think, I, I think it's, it's kind of twofold. One, it's important to, to be hydrated, um, going into the game. And that doesn't mean just on Friday, you're just drinking a ton of water. That's like being hydrated throughout the week, eating well, sleeping well. So your body's like kind of at its, its peak um you know kind of at its, its peak performance you know ready for its peak performance i should say um i think what when you see cramps early on in the season heat's a part of that in, in getting dehydrated but i think maybe one of the bigger issues is that you know your body is not quite ready for um you know body's not quite ready for that that workload yet um and everybody's body's different and some kids cramp up a lot easier than others um, you know, but you're asking a kid, you know, if it's a normal high school football game, you know, that might be in this, and especially if they play both ways, you, you know, you're looking at a kid that might be out there 100 to 120 snaps, uh, you know, five, six seconds of play at max level of intensity. You know, sometimes the body is not quite ready for that. And um, I, I think that's when you start seeing, you start seeing more cramping. Uh, it kind of has to do a little bit more. It's just muscle fatigue, not not quite. You're not quite there, and it's hard to, you know, it, it's hard to mimic that in practice. Um, you know, if you, if you do that in practice every day, then you won't have anything left for the games when it comes to Friday night. Uh, so it's trying to find that balance. But you know, I, I think as the body kind of becomes more acclimated to the stress of a football game, I think that's why you start seeing less and less cramps, and then you know, ultimately, like, what are the kids doing throughout the week to make themselves hydrated, to eat properly, to sleep properly? Um, all of those things together will help 
alleviate you know some of some of the cramps i mean there's all sorts of different things that that you can do you know that that you can do with it but you know ultimately i think there's a lot of preparation on the front end that hopefully can minimize the amount of cramps that you, you start seeing in the early part of the year very good very good well coach uh gosh about talked your ear off we've been talking to coach borison uh coach i think i may have said a uh uh, Guinness Book of World Records uh, uh, entry there as the guy with the uh, the most high school football coaches as their best friend. Uh, I, I've got to, uh, I just really love talking to you. I really love your team. Uh, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I think we're, yeah, we're just excited to get started. It's a, it's a fun time of the year. Um, you know, it, everything starts fresh, and and um, you know we're excited to get back out there next week and to to see what this this version of the Minneapolis Bulldogs is going to look like. Well, that calendar just keeps flying by, and uh, before we know it, it'll be opening day, and uh, uh, we're talking to a guy that's got the round guy game of the week already booked uh, almost a year in advance on opening day. Uh, uh, I got. I guess I got another question for you before I let you go. Uh, you have a pretty successful baseball team, uh, and I think there's a lot of players uh, uh, on the baseball team that also play football. Question number one is, you know, what? Um, how much? How much do you encourage players to play other sports? Do you think it keeps them in shape, keeps their competitive edge going? And uh, they had a player on that team, and I don't know if he was a C, might have been a senior. Uh, Zay Brewer, we called him the Zay Hay Kid or the Milwaukee Brewer because he's so dang big. Uh, seemed like he'd be a pretty good uh, football player if you could get him uh, uh, just his dang size and uh, alone would make him uh, uh, something. It would take some time to get around. Uh, uh, is he a football player and is he going to graduate or did he graduate? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and um, yes and yes. Uh, Zay was a uh, football player for us. Uh, he did a really nice job. He was. Uh, in there on the defensive line, primarily defensive tackle, um, did a nice job, uh, you know, in his during his his senior year. But unfortunately, he has graduated, so uh, so he'll be moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, the, the first part of that question, though, like, yeah, we're very excited to have you know to have our kids have success in in other in other sports. Um, I, I think that's what makes small schools special um i think that's what makes like you know the reality of it is is this like we may have 50 kids out for football and football might be the favorite sport of 20 of them um but you still need those other kids out for sports that even if it's not quite their favorite sport that helps you you know get good numbers and create good culture and and ultimately you know, every time they step out there, whether it be on the basketball court, whether it be on the track, whether it be on the soccer pitch, whether it be a baseball diamond or, or, or golf course or wherever, uh, you know, they're representing Minneapolis, representing the, the school, the community, uh, and it's a way for them to compete. I, and I think you can never get enough opportunities to be competitive. I think you can never get enough opportunities to, you know, to represent uh, your school and, and all of those different things. And really, the reality of it is, is like, you know, for these kids, it goes by fast. I mean, they're they're here for we got them for four years in high school and those four years are going to go by fast. So, you know, I love it when we get kids that, 
you know, play multiple sports and, and do things because ultimately you're making more memories. Um, you know, you're, you're, you never quite know, you know, what you, what you think you're going to do, um, you know, going forward. You know, we don't have a lot of professional athletes roaming the, you know, like becoming a pro in this or that. So, uh, you know, to get out there and to, and to do those things, I, I think is a big, is, is a big draw for a small school. And I, I think that's what makes, you know, us successful. Ultimately, we would love to have every sport, you know, compete on the highest level that they can. And um, in order to do that, you have to have kids, you know, you have to have kids out for multiple things and, and you have to have kids that are bought in, you know, to be a whole athlete, not just a football player or a baseball player or, or whatever it might be. So, yeah, exciting times for sure. I was really happy with our baseball team, uh, you know, and the success that they had, um, you know, throughout the year. And they're a very young team as well. So it was, you know, it was kind of exciting to see, uh, you know, where they're at and, and ultimately what they can become. So, uh, you know, good times ahead. Well, uh, my last question for you is about your coaches. You know, uh, what do they do for you, and uh, uh, what do you, what do you think they're, uh, uh, how do they help you guys be successful? Yeah, I've been blessed with um, with a great coaching staff. Um, Dave Pearson and Darren Stefner um, are two guys that have, you know, we've been together since two thousand and seven, um, and you know, as everybody on, on staff, uh, and, you know, they do so many things behind the scenes, um, and do so many things to help our team out. It, you know, it'd be, it, it's really hard to, um, really hard to put into perspective. Uh, we're, we're definitely excited, you know, for them and, and, and what they bring that they're outstanding role models for, uh, you know, for our athletes to look up to, uh, Jeff Martin is another, uh, person on our staff. He used to be, he was the head coach at Columbus Junction for many years uh, prior to coming to Minneapolis. Uh, and Sean Timmerman uh, also is is on the, uh, the high school staff. Uh, you know, Sean has been a wrestling coach at Minneapolis for years and years and years. Uh, he's gotten into football a little bit. Uh, both of those guys, you know, have different, you know, different strengths and different expertise. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that they want to do what's best for kids um, and, you know, try to find different ways to do that. And then, you know, our junior high coaches, um, you know, do a wonderful job as well of, of getting guys, you know, ready to enter the high school program. And, you know, really it, it's, it's all the way down. I was, you know, we've had our, our youth coaches, our flag football coaches. What's exciting is when you go watch the, those teams play, it's not necessarily about winning and losing. Uh, you know, there is no second grade flag football Super Bowl, uh, but it's about kids having fun and kids learning the game and, and wanting to come back out again next year. And and all of our coaches, you know, from the lowest level to the highest level, I, I, I think we do a good job with that. And, and you know, it makes it a it, it definitely creates a positive football vibe. Well, if you like hearing from Coach Borison. And you like Minneapolis sports, the football, basketball, baseball, uh, Round Guy Radio is going to do everything they can all year long to uh, to make this work and to make this a, a, a give you guys the coverage that you deserve as uh, uh, we are really gearing up. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And, and thank you for helping shine a light on Minneapolis football 2023.
Well, that's a, it's a pretty bright light. It's pretty easy to do. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it.